Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fortifying Your Faith. I'm Hasten Hanley, and I'm so glad you can be with us as we sit down and we discuss several things about the Bible, about our faith, and about how we can strengthen our faith and live every day as faithful Christians. Over the past, I guess, man, it's been a while now, uh, three or four months probably, we have been discussing faith. We've been discussing people of faith, habits of faith. We've been talking about how to grow our faith in difficult times when life's obstacles pop up. But today, as we finish off this season and we prepare for next season, uh, which should be, hopefully, Lord willing, in January, uh, we're going to end off with this mentality of developing faithful habits. Developing habits that really show forth a life of faithfulness. Because if we do not live that way, if we do not show that And quite frankly, if we do not make it a way of living, then we begin to bring about so many problems. And so how is it that we can really sit down and think about having a faithful life? It starts with habits. Let's see, this episode should be going up December 28th, it looks like. So we have like four days until New Year's Day, which is the most common time that people make New Year's resolutions. And the problem with a New Year's resolution is that so many times we make them and we never, ever keep them. I read a statistic uh, sometime back, so I might get it uh, not as accurate as it could be. But so many people will sign up for a gym membership uh, in January. And usually you will see membership and attendance to the gym every day skyrocket at the beginning of January. And then slowly through January, it starts dropping and dropping. And by February, so many people are so far removed from going to the gym as a habit that attendance and membership at gyms is back to normal. You might have from year to year about a 5% to 10% growth of people who keep their membership into February and March and who actually keep going to the gym, but that is the exception to the rule. It's because we don't take habits seriously. I read a book uh, sometime back now that was about developing habits. And uh, it was said that it takes roughly 21 days to develop something as a habit. There have been other studies come out somewhat recently as well that say it can go up to 60 days on average, 
Uh, it really just depends on the person who is seeking to add these characteristics or lifestyle change, hobby, or whatever it is as a habit. We have to be, as we discussed last week, diligent about making so many things in our Christian walk a habit. Because if we don't do that, if we do not determine to grow, if we don't determine to live faithfully, quite frankly, we're not going to. We don't fall into and accidentally stumble into a faithful Christian life. That's not how it works. But rather... We have to be faithful. We have to give intention and attention to living a faithful life. So what is it to be faithful? What does it take to be faithful? It takes several things and it takes intention. I want us to start out by discussing the idea of praying more. Many of us in the United States, and I'm willing to bet specifically in the South, we already have the habit drilled into our mind that before we take a bite out of any of our meals, we say a prayer. That's a habit. In fact, we can technically classify that as a tradition. But the question is, Is that the only time that we pray every day? Is it only when we sit down at the table or on the couch or in the car, wherever you happen to be eating, and that's the only time that you pray every day? Because if that's the case, we become a very weak praying people. One of the main keys to building a good relationship is communication. And when we're seeking to build a connection and a relationship with God, we have to have that uh, uh, we have to have that conversation. We have to have that communication. And if we don't do that, we begin to have major problems. The word pray, is used 68 times in the New Testament. It is a major theme of what Christians are to do. But we have to be willing to pray more. James 5, 16, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The question is, is how is our praying? Do we faithfully pray? Do we casually pray? Do we even pray at all? We have to look at ourselves and realize we have to be effectual, that is, having feelings. We have to be fervent and desirous and straightforward with our prayers, but we also have a very straightforward commandment. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17. Pray without ceasing. He doesn't say let's casually pray every now and then. He doesn't even say let's pray five times a day. What he says is pray without 
ceasing. Does that mean that you have to have one 24-hour prayer every single day? No, that's impractical. But there's two ways to approach this. One, always have the attitude of prayer. And two, always find yourself in a position to where you would not be ashamed to pray. It should not be a every once in a while thing. It should be a major part of the Christian's life. And two, you don't want to approach the throne of God in a horrible situation that a Christian should not be in and just simply act as if nothing's wrong. Now, we should use those opportunities when we are in a bad situation to pray and ask for forgiveness, ask for guidance, ask for help. But we also have to stop and realize we must be a prayerful people. And that starts today. If you want, pause this episode, sit down away from distractions, away from something that's going to be pressing your attention, and pray. Maybe you have to commute to work every day. Turn off the radio, keep your eyes open for this one, and just pray on your way to or from work. You have so much untapped potential time that you could be requesting of God. You can be laying your burdens down at his feet, but instead we just keep willingly carrying them throughout life. We have to be a praying praying people. We also have to be a people that knows God's word. I mentioned that we have to have communication. Communication works both ways. It requires being able to clearly express what you need to say and clearly and easily understand what's being said to you. The thing is, is God doesn't come down and whisper in our ear what he wants to tell us today. He doesn't give us miraculous visions today. What he has done, however, is provided his word, is given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given us all things that provide for us life, by which we are able easily to say, I know what I need to do to become a Christian. I know what I need to do to have a faithful life. I know what I need to do to do this or that. But if we don't open our Bibles, then we don't know what God has to say. That's a flat-out, bold, but honest statement. If we only open our Bibles during Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday night, and we only have our Bibles open for a maximum of four hours a week, no wonder we are raising a generation and have multiple generations of Christians who don't know the Word. Because No communication is happening throughout the week. We ask why the church and and local congregation's attendance and faithfulness is dropping. We have the answer in front of us, and it should be somewhat obvious to most of us. If we're seeking to have a relationship and live a faithful life in the eyes of God, and we don't 
communicate. We don't allow his word to tell us how to live. We don't know what he has to say about this or that, but rather we just go about our lives how we want to. We begin to have major problems. It was not uh, terribly long ago. Uh, Well, I say that, now it's been almost two months from the time of recording. Uh, We had a men's day here at Pine Grove, and uh, Alan Webster spoke and talked about uh, being godly men and being a mighty man for God and developing uh, a good habit of reading God's Word. It was simply put, the Bible has 1,189 chapters, If you sit down and read four chapters a day, you can read through the entire Bible in a year. That's not that much time. Uh, It's roughly uh, 20 to 30 minutes a day. I can say that because I'm a slow reader and it takes me roughly 30 minutes a day. If you're a fast reader, you can get through that faster. But... We have to start. We cannot just open our Bibles like so many people do on January 1st and say, by December 31st, I'm going to be done with reading the Bible. Chances are you're going to be done long before then. The two most read books of the Bible are Genesis and Matthew. And I'm willing to bet every one of us can figure out why. But there's an importance behind this. There's a reason we have God's Word. Let's read two passages out of 2 Timothy for a minute. Let's first read 2 Timothy 4.13. As Paul is giving his final charge to Timothy, asking and requesting of him to come and visit him before his time is up, Paul says, The cloak thou left at Troas with uh, Capris, Uh, When thou comest, bring with you, or thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. At that point, the Septuagint had been translated, the Greek version of the uh, Old Testament, and it was most of the time found in a book format. He says, when you come, bring the books, but he specifies something, but especially the parchments. The letters written to uh, that we have throughout the New Testament bring those. There's much need to sit down and to truly and honestly study God's Word. In fact, we back up two chapters, almost exactly two chapters, uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 this time. Paul tells Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God. That's the exact same thing that we talked about last week about uh, personal faith. The only way that we personally can be approved before God is that we personally have to study. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We as Christians have to form the habit of studying God's Word, and it shouldn't be out of obligation. 
It ought to be out of desire. It ought to be, truthfully, out of wanting to grow, wanting to know God's Word. Study to show thyself approved unto God, because we find Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. A group of people that have a bold and a beautiful proclamation about their faith. Talking about the Bereans. These were more noble than they of Thessalonica because they received the word with all gladness and they just blindly accepted it and went on with their lives as if nothing happened. No, Paul didn't say that. He said, or rather Luke didn't say that. He said, these are more noble than they of Thessalonica because they received the word with all gladness and searched the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. We have to take a second, take a moment and realize as Christians, we have to be diligent. We have to be desirous of growing closer to God. And we have to be faithful in our habits. I want us to look at one more thing. Let's look at developing the habit of encouraging. This is a a topic that sometimes gets overlooked. But I want us to, uh, as we did for a moment last week, swap over to the ESV because it uses a specific word. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. And following, of course. Paul has just finished talking to them about preparing for, uh, rather, uh, the coming of the Lord, the day of the Lord, and all of what's going to happen on that day. He ends that section by saying, therefore, the King James says, comfort. But the ESV here says, therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you are doing. We must be people that are building up each other. We have to be people that are strengthening one another, carrying one another across the finish line. Because there are so many people in the world that's going to tear us down. Because that's just the truth. But we don't need to be tearing down the body of Christ ourselves. In fact, he'll go on, verse 12, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves, and we urge you, brothers or brethren, admonish the idle encourage the faint-hearted and help the weak and be patient with them all. The King James often uh, translates it this way. Uh, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient towards all men. Are we building up one another when we're in times of need? Or do we just kind of 
uh, like the animal kingdom. When somebody's wounded, when somebody's having a hard time, we just leave them out to die. The truth is, is we desperately need to be encouraging, strengthening, building up one another because we love one another. Next time an episode is uploaded, I hope that we have taken the time to develop some of these habits, taking the time to carve out portions of our day that easily can be carved out, because we all have time that we just fill with doing nothing, and grow closer to God. And by the time that next episode is uploaded, we're going to be starting a new study and a new series on Christian evidences. And it looks like I have 14 episodes, I believe, uh, carved out and prepared for next season. So I hope that we can sit down and study and truly fortify and build up our personal faith. And I hope you are able to do that this week. And until next time, let's do that. Encourage one another. Pray for one another. And take time to draw closer to God and fortify our faith.